With Radio On The Go News, Brian Fincher reporting. State Auditor Rob Sand has issued an advisory on the delay of low-income home energy assistance program or LIHEAP payments to eligible recipients. Sand says his office has received several inquiries from Iowans who qualify for energy assistance through LIHEAP, but their accounts have not been credited by the utility vendor or they've not received their direct payment from LIHEAP. Sand says Iowa law prohibits eligible LIHEAP customers from being disconnected from their electric or natural gas supply from November 1st through April 1st of each year, regardless of the temperature. Households with additional questions about LIHEAP payments should contact the Iowa Department of Human Rights. Yesterday morning, the Hampton Police Department arrested 44-year-old Jose Lenars Ortega of Hampton for violation of a no-contact order simple assault and for second-degree criminal mischief. The Iowa Falls Police Department yesterday morning arrested 42-year-old Maria Hernandez of Dumont for driving while revoked. Friday night, Iowa Falls Police arrested 44-year-old Tracy LeMay of Waterloo for possession of a controlled substance, third or subsequent offense, and for possession of drug paraphernalia. Both were later released from custody. In an average year, 302 people die and 489 are wounded by guns in Iowa. Iowa has the 38th highest rate of gun violence in the U.S. Sarah Gordo County Sheriff Kevin Powell tells Radio On The Go News that many people are not eligible to carry a gun in Iowa. I think there was a big confusion when that law changed. That, oh, everybody can carry weapons on Iowa, and that is not true. If you are still convicted of a domestic abuse charge, misdemeanor level or above, a felon, unlawful drug user, mentally defective, you know, illegal alien, you had a dishonorable discharge from the military, or you renounced your citizenship, or you're under domestic protection order, they've never been able to carry weapons, and that's not changed by the law. It's really the law requiring carry permits only made it more difficult for law-abiding citizens to carry a weapon. Powell says many factors are at play when trying to balance law-abiding citizens' right to have guns versus the criminals who use guns. You know, I know law enforcement is working hard with other agencies to try to figure out how we can keep the weapons away from criminals because the part of society that is doing the illegal gun crimes is such a small percentage of our society and I think we spend a lot of time trying to fix things that maybe we can't control without the public's health and we need the public's help to solve a lot of this and I think sometimes if people would see something say something we may have a better chance of that but we're still seeing a lot of gun crimes where nobody will participate in the investigation to find out who did the shooting and that doesn't help us either and unfortunately some people they go back and get revenge and then there's another shooting. The state with the most registered guns is Texas with over one million. Last week, the Cal School District was informed that it was approved for having an expanded STEM BEST, or Businesses Engaging Students and Teachers, plus HD or High Demand program to provide students with real workplace experiences. Cal Principal Abby Meyer tells Radio On The Go News that her district has continued to ramp up efforts to help children from preschool through sixth grade. So we have a greenhouse on site now, but it's very expensive to run that. So one of the pieces that we were able to do with this new grant is we'll be able to solar heat our greenhouse. So we'll be able to have it open and running all year round. So we're very excited about that. You know, we do a plant sale in the spring that the kids plant plants for, but we'll be able to do some things throughout the winter too to really incorporate that in. 
Meyer says being in an expanded STEM best effort brings with it a grant for about 40 thousand dollars. It is really just amazing. You know, we're able now to be able to provide our kids with that hands-on learning that everyone's been telling us is really the ticket to really deep learning. And now that we have these funds available, we're able to do those things that we want to do to be able to make learning as meaningful for our students as possible. Including the latest honorees, 155 partnerships have been created or expanded since STEM Best launched in 2014. The Non-Union Association for Teachers is joining other groups that represent educators to warn of a teacher shortage in Iowa. Nathan Arnold is Director of Legal Services for Professional Educators of Iowa, a group formed in 1981 as an alternative to the State Teachers Union. It's a challenging time for uh, staffing issues uh, where uh, schools used to have a a slew of applicants and could choose the best from that slew. Now schools sometimes have to just take whoever will apply, which uh, certainly isn't in the best interest of the students. Arnold says it's not just about training new teachers, but keeping teachers from leaving the profession. Schools used to compete between each other to get the best teachers, but now they're competing with the private sector, which oftentimes pays much better and has much better conditions than uh, the schools. Arnold made his comments at a recent state house hearing about the GOP proposal to provide a 3% increase in next year's state funding formula for public schools. The group is not registered for or against that level of spending on public schools. Senate Republicans have voted for the 3% spending increase and House Republicans are likely to pass the bill this week to provide about $106 million more to Iowa's public schools for the next academic year. Tomorrow, the uh, Butler County Board of Supervisors will discuss recommendations made by the County Compensation Board for the salaries of the county's elected officials and will receive an update on the residential assessment limitation legislation being discussed in Des Moines. The Butler County Board of Supervisors meet tomorrow at 9 a.m. at the courthouse in Allison. And today's guest on the Radio On The Go Newsmaker program is West Fork Elementary School Principal Ashley Flatabo, who will discuss a fundraising effort to help pay for a new playground on the Rockwell campus. The Radio On The Go Newsmaker Program here's weekdays during the noon hour on KLMJ following the news, weather, and obituaries with archive programs available under the News tab at RadioOnTheGo.com. For Radio On The Go News, Brian Fincher reporting.